to the McGuire Iron Podcast. My name is Brian Cooper. I am the Director of Marketing at McGuire Iron and your host for this podcast. At McGuire Iron, we've been helping to store and protect quality water for over 100 years. On this episode, we will discuss the process of building a new water tank with the Chief Estimating and Project Management Officer for McGuire Iron, Troy Wordle. Troy has been at McGuire Iron for the past 15 years. He's a graduate of South Dakota State University with degrees in construction management and business. Troy, thank you for joining me on the McGuire Iron Podcast. Thank you, Brian. Let's talk about new water towers. How how do new water storage tank projects begin? Well, essentially what happens is there's communities around the country that um, either either growing, you know, with the agriculture, people moving into you know, into the cities after, you know, after college and the cities, communities are growing or the uh, need for new tanks because they're old storage tanks have, uh, you know, have run their course. So those are usually the two, the two uh, items that, that come up for the need for new, new water storage. Talk about funding, because that's one of the first essential things for a community that needs a new water tower is how are we going to pay for this? Because this is a large piece of infrastructure that that can cost a community quite a bit of money. Yes, exactly. So what they do, um, you know, to back up just a little bit, most of these communities will hire an engineering firm that will come in and, you know, evaluate their water needs, evaluate the storage, what they need for storage, how big of a tank they're going to need, and then uh, what the ancillary uh, things that go with it would be. So there's um, you know, there's there's local funding where some of these communities have maybe a large um, Amazon that would come into town that would need some water or a, a, a large company who would need some fire protection or some uh, some drinking water. So there's the private funding issue with it. Uh, there is actually some state funding that can be that could go with it and some federal funding. But the engineer will come in and they will decide kind of the best avenue. There's grants for different communities out there that they can get. Um, uh, some nice, you know, you know, some free money out there for them to to help with their water system if their if their system is is really dilap- dilapidated and, and needs to be replaced. So a company or a community hires an engineer. The engineer says, "Okay, here's what we're going to do." They go out, they secure funding. Then what does the engineer have to do from there? Because you know, you're talking about where's the tank need to go, what size should it be? Like, how, how do all of those things get factored into what a community decides to do? So the engineer, you know, honestly, there's a lot of engineers out there that uh, are, um, you know, experienced with the water storage. But a lot of times they will come to McGuire and ask uh, us, you know, what, what, what we do to help and what we can do. So we'll, we'll write specifications. We'll show them, you know, the size geometry of, of the tanks that we can provide and then the style that would best fit them for the size and then, um, you know, we kind of run through cost cycle analysis with them, uh, money constraints if there are any, and then really help. We're very inter- integral with the engineering firms in, in, you know, their design and the size that they choose. And then uh, helping them with uh, kind of an upfront budget, kind of a what, what they can expect to uh, spend on the project. And then that helps them go back to the funding agency for, um, for additional funding or for the accurate amount of, of, of funds that they need. How important is that that McGuire 
provides a service like that? Because a lot of engineering firms, you know, most communities have a water tower for a hundred years if they're going to replace it, or, you know, they don't add them every year. So a lot of engineering firms, I'm guessing this isn't something they do every day. I'm sure there are some that specialize in it, but for the most part, this isn't something that's really in their wheelhouse. So it's important that McGuire provides a service like this. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. We, do everything we can to um, make sure that the engineers go into a bid process with all the information they need for the owner so there aren't any change orders there aren't any changes there aren't any surprises we can let them know what to expect uh, and usually when to expect it when a project gets gets taken care of so once the owner and engineer figure out okay this is the tank style we want this is the size it needs to be this is the location what happens next uh, then they will go into a bid process. Um, so the bid process is, you know, they go out, it's, it's usually a public bid since it's public funding. So they'll go out and they'll advertise, um, you know, what they need. Here's, here's the project, here are the specifications, and then they'll go and we'll, and we'll bid on the project. And then, um, uh, from there, from the bid process, we'll, we'll, we'll go into the bidding, you know, the a geotechnical report has been done. So we know what soils are on there. And then on the front side, McGuire iron will actually engineer, uh, the design of the tank tank foundation. And that's what we, uh, bid this, bid this work off of. Um, as far as the bid process itself, you know, there's a foundation, a quite large foundation and some, um, some process piping and some site piping and things like that. That'll, that'll feed this tower and feed the community. And from there, the, you know, we bid the foundation out, uh, the tank, tank painting, tank electrical, and um, most of the time the, the low bidder wins the project. And there's, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize in that bid process, there's a, there's a lot of I's to dot and a lot of T's to cross as you go through this process. How important is it that, you know, that the engineer and the people bidding have everything in there so that there's no surprises in the project at some point? Well, there's two parts to that really that, that that's, you know, that's huge actually that, the you know, the dotting your I's and crossing your T's part of it for the, uh, owner itself and the engineer, you know, you got to make sure that everything is included with the specifications, but on the other side of it too, is the funding piece of it and the uh, upfront bidding contractual part of it. You got to make sure that, uh, from our end that we're bidding, um, you, you know, we're using the proper bid forms within the contracts. Uh, we're using the uh, um, what's been given to us I guess we're using all the documentation that's been given to us from the funding agency and 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 following their requirements so once McGuire iron wins a bid is the low bidder is awarded the bid then what happens to the project from there well we go into uh, what they would call the pre-construction process pre-construction meeting we will meet with the owner, meet with the engineer on site most of the time, and just basically run through, you know, the project, what's to expect, what to expect from McGuire. And we lay out kind of our schedule, how we're going to do the project, um, how we're going to accomplish each phase, when we're going to be there to do it. And then, uh, you know, just give them some reassurance about our, about our quality and, and our expectations, make sure that their expectations are going to be met. And I'm sure it helps that, you know, we've been in the water tank business for over 100 years. So I'm sure that gives owners and engineers a little peace of mind that, you know, this isn't the first time that we've taken on a project of this size and scope. Yes, exactly. We've built thousands of tanks in our history and um, feel like we feel like we are the experts in the in the industry, in the new tank industry, and especially uh, the tanks that we can provide them. 
absolutely. Uh, the project management team that we have here, teams, I should say, that we have here, are very experienced in, in construction and uh, I want to say experts in the field. So after we've met with the owner, you know, you've walked through all the expectations, you've talked about all the stuff, then we get down to the nuts and bolts of how does a project actually go from it's a drawing on paper and it's a concept to, okay, this is a water tower that delivers water to people. And that all starts with a foundation. Walk us through what that looks like because a foundation for a water tower is something that you can't see, but it's one of the most important pieces of the project. Yes, exactly. So back up just a little bit, to back up a little bit there for you. Um, we, after the bid phase, the bid design, we'll go into a design phase for this project. So we have, you know, an, an engineer who designs our foundation, designs the tank, um, and runs through all that stuff. So from that foundation design, it will go in, we'll have a subcontractor that'll go in there and uh, build this foundation uh, to, to the exact design. So um, what we have to do, you know, we get all the testing, all the QC that goes into it, because like you said, this is the, it that holds the tower up. There's a lot of weight in the air. There's a lot of water in the air. So this foundation holds this tank and tower in the air for, you know, a hundred years. So we got to make sure that everything is met. All the specifications are met for this foundation and all of our design factors are met with this foundation. So that the front side, you know, we'll go in and we'll dig a foundation much like you would a building, you know, you're going down and you're, you're pouring a footing and then you pour the ring wall and, uh, um, the tank actually gets held down by anchor bolts, so those have to be placed in the in the correct spot, and and then the backfill, and uh, it's it's engineered backfill compaction, and we're ready to go. We're ready for a tank. And the nice thing about that too is there's a lot of work that goes into it because the soil makes all the difference in the size, the thickness. So that's why those geotechnical surveys and the soil sample surveys are so important. I'm guessing. Exactly the soils. Are, they differ all over the country. When you work in as many different states as we do, our foundations are always different. And then another factor that goes into that is the height of the tank. Um, you get wind loads. If you get downward along the coast where the winds are blowing a lot, you know, a lot higher speeds and, the, and a lot more, that's another factor that goes into the foundation as well. So there's, there's a standard spread footing ring wall foundation or you know there's a piling system that we use as well so we use auger cast piles drilled piers things like that that'll go down into the ground sometimes 150 feet so it just depends on the soils depends on the height and depends on uh, uh, the size of the tank and so while this foundation piece is going on steel is being ordered so that fabrication of the actual tank can start talk about how that process goes from calling up the manufacturer of the steel and saying this is what we need to it actually showing up on site so correct so back with the foundation um, is done and then the uh, design that came with the foundation we designed the tank as well we have our shop drawings our designs and we order our steel from there and they basically come into our shop you know they're flat pieces so we have to run through we have to you know cut the steel the size for each each size of tank each tank has its different geometry so from there, you know, when the steel being brought into our uh, fabrication facility, we, you know, we take the sheet, we cut it, we form it, we, we, we're rolling it, we're pressing it, and then we're putting it together out here uh, in our shop, you know, the biggest pieces that can go down the road, and they're all sub-assembled here in the shop. So from there, um, the pieces will be sent to the job site for our erection crews to, to show up. 
And another nice thing about uh, McGuire Iron is that we have our own field erection crews. We don't subcontract field erection. Talk about the field erection process. So a sub-assembly pieces leave our shop, show up on site, and get delivered. What does the field erection crews do with them from there? So from there, there's most of the work that we do in the field is done on the ground. Um, I know the tank is in the air, and that's that's the piece when we're done, and that's that's the, the landmark that we leave behind us. But most of the work that we do in the field is, uh, is assembled on the ground. Uh, depending on the size of the tank, we can actually put the entire tank together on the ground, uh, the base cone will be put together on the ground and and the column as well. So, um, so basically, when they're when they're put together, the fabrication piece of it is done. It's the assembly that gets taken care of in the field, and they're subassembled. They're put together. Then a crane will come out and we'll we'll actually pick. Usually, a tank will be picked in one day. Sometimes it'll be two days. So, it'll go from a lot of work being done on the ground um, to in one day the tank will be in the air. That's that's one of the funniest things about our industry is. One day the skyline of a city looks one way, and the next day it looks completely different because it doesn't take long to hang one of these tanks. No, it doesn't. It, it, it truly is one full day of hanging it up there. There's a lot of going on. There's a lot of stress on the, on the guys in the field. Hang day is a, is a huge day, and, and that's why we have lots of spectators on the job sites uh, or off the job site, but taking pictures and watching what happens on hang day because it truly is one of the most exciting days in the field for us. So tank gets hung, it's all welded, it's standing there, it's in, um, it's got zinc on it, and what happens to it from then? How does it turn into a piece of steel in the air to a landmark that's you know painted and is a is a billboard for the community? Exactly. So we send, so back to the shop, we blast and uh, prime our steel here in the shop, and so when it gets out to the field, uh, we'll have a, a, a painting crew that'll come in there after it's erected and we'll have to blast the seams and put another prime coat on it and then from there you know we just go into the interior and coat the interior usually an epoxy uh, interior uh, for the for the wet area and then the exterior is you know a polyurethane or a fluoropolymer type product that goes on the exterior so yeah so we get we blast the seams when we're out there and then um, and then just do the intermediate and finish coats and from there you know Again, like you said, that's it's it's pretty awesome. We can put some really neat logos, and we can paint some, paint really a billboard for the community on this tank, and it'll be last. Like you said, it'll be there for a hundred years. And it's funny because each community is completely different. Some it's just a block lettering. Some don't put anything on it at all, and then there are others that get really elaborate logos. And so it kind of runs the spectrum of what a community wants. Exactly. And we here, I know I always encourage on the bid phase to consider a large logo, consider the school mascot, consider, you know, maybe if there's a, a an industrial park or something in the area, consider something uh, to put on there. So people know when they come into your community that they're seeing that they're coming into uh, this school, this is our mascot, this is our, this is our city and, and to do something like that. But yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's up to the owners what they, what they want. We can usually do most anything that they ask for. So once the tank is painted, we're getting close to the point where we're going to put it in service and turn it over to the owner. What other pieces have to happen after painting to, to get it to where it's ready to be used by the community? There's electrical work that'll go into it. Uh, water storage tanks, you know, they get run off of a need. So the water will, be, will go into the community as the community needs it. 
So most of the time there's what they call a SCADA or telemetry system that kind of will tell the tank, tell the tower, and then also tell the city uh, kind of how much is being used, when we need it by it. So that'll kind of open and, and close the valves and, and things for them. So the electrical work is, is you know, it's fairly important uh, piece. The, on the inside of the tank, there's really just some lights and some, and some receptacles, but the power for the SCADA has to be up and running. There's antennas that go on it. And then that'll talk back to the uh, to the operator to let let you know if there's an issue with the with the water, uh, with the temperature of the water, and things like that. And that's those are some new. I I say new, but in the last 20 years, you know, those things have come a long way. Whereas you know, back in the day, a water storage tank held water, and there was a pressure gauge that told you how much pressure was there, so you knew how much water was in it. And now there's elaborate SCADA systems. More and more communities are putting antennas on it. What what kind of what kind of things do you guys have to do to make sure that all of that meets the meets the city's needs? Because there's a lot going on in a water tower these days as opposed to 20, 30, 50 years ago. Exactly. In addition to that, there's a lot of um, telecommunication companies out there, uh, different cellular companies out there that want to use these towers for their uh, for their antennas. So for what we can do, we can fabricate a whole array of um, parts and pieces that can go on this tank that will um, hold the coaxial cables, that will hold the antennas, that will pro- provide uh, you know height for for these antennas to work. And so we can uh, we can we can provide all that with our with our tower and with our design. And to make sure it's done safely, because you see a lot of old water towers where they've tried to retrofit them to hold antennas, and it's not the safest thing in the world. And so doing it on the front end is is much better. It's much better, and it's it's designed. It's it's actually designed to hold those antennas, not just an afterthought. So we've got the electrical done, the painting's done. Uh, what are what are some of the final things before you can close out a project and hand the keys over, as it were, to to a community? Well, everything is up and operational um, from there. So we you know we'll disinfect the tank, we'll fill it with water, and then really. Um, you know, I don't want to make it sound too simple, but you, you open the gate valve and you and you let the water and you let the the water from the tank go into the system, into the service and 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 use it. You use the water, you get your bacteria to make sure that there's no uh, bacteria. The tests are back. The, the tank is clean. The water is usable and drinkable. And um, and you just open it up, you open you, you 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 feed it to your system and, and you let it work um, from from there. A lot of times, you know, like we talked about, uh, we're replacing a tank. So there's tank demolition that comes into it. So a community will have two water towers um, in service at the same time sometimes, and then they'll slowly take their existing tank out of service and run this new one for a while to make sure that everything is running well, make sure that their valves work, make sure that there's no leaks or anything like that, and then we'll demo the existing tank from there, and then they'll be all on one system from there. Now, once a community has a brand new piece of infrastructure like a water tower, what do you recommend for them for maintenance, for long-term care, for that kind of stuff? Because as you know, we're in the business of building and maintaining tanks. What does it take to maintain this brand new piece of infrastructure going into the future to last another hundred years like their old one did? So with a new tank construction, there's a warranty period on it. It's a one-year warranty period. Well, we'll go in there um, before the one-year warranty period is up and we'll inspect this tank for any items or any issues that may uh, need taken care of, we'll take care of them. Then what I recommend after that is just a yearly, just have a yearly look at it, have our crews come in there. 
once a year, if not once a year, I would be uh, every other year to clean this tank out, to inspect it, to check the coatings, to make sure that everything is uh, is okay. There's no holidays or anything like that, and then just uh, just put it on a plan every other year, have it cleaned out, inspected, and and taken care of. It's like putting insurance on your uh, you know on on a new building or or a vehicle. You want to ensure that this tank is going to last you know, for a hundred years. And that's the way to make it last for a hundred years is to have somebody keep their eyes on it, to be in there, to take care of it, uh, to look at it and, to uh, and, and, and to preserve your, to preserve your landmark and your investment. And that's the other thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is a water tower in, for a lot of communities is the largest piece of infrastructure investment that, that they make. Yes, by far, by far. And it's got to be taken care of. I mean, if it's not going to be taken care of, then we're going to be in there in 10 years to, you know, to repaint it. So you're painting the coating of that steel is, is extremely important. And that needs to be, needs to be watched. Not to mention that that's where uh, clean water goes to when you open your faucet in your house, that's where your clean water is exactly. coming from. Yeah, exactly. All right, Troy. Well, thanks for uh, joining us on the McGuire Iron podcast and helping us understand how a tank goes from just a concept to delivering water to a community. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. Remember, you can always connect with us by going to our website, mcguireiron.com. You can ask questions by sending us an email at info at or you can follow or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thank you for joining us on the McGuire Iron Podcast.